welcome back to back to back to back to back to another episode of the two guys four cents podcast where we try our best to normalize conversation eric steven how are you doing i'm doing mighty fine uh for personal reasons you know i feel like i'm back on track Mm -hmm. we we talked about it so it always feels good when you when oh you, it does when you figure th- certain things out not everything but certain no. things right can't figure everything out because then you won't be human right that's deep that shit is deep this you know week, what you know if cyberpunk taught me one thing is okay first of all answer this question if you could choose one body part to turn into chrome what would you choose I would say my arms. Yeah. 100% me too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd have two robot arms. Two. Just yeah. Huge. Just, just, yeah. You know why? Because Frisbee golf, I wouldn't oh. throw out my shoulder anymore. Oh. Oh. You know? Because every time I throw a Frisbee, it just dislocates my shoulder. But Is there, if you get your arms chrome, does that include your shoulder? I would include it. So that's not that's not one body part, though. I don't know. Uh, you guys, I'm thinking to do. If you ever want chrome body parts... You got to think about it. It's important. It's permanent. Great segue into this episode. <laughs> which is uh, which we'll talk about, uh, in a way, out-of-control capitalism. And what most importantly, you don't know what I mean by that? No. We're going to explore why, <laughs> and I'm going to tell Stephen why. Uh, we're going to talk about the, uh, the prison system, uh, specifically uh, in the United States, and uh, the Scandinavian countries. Mm-hmm. And we're going to make a comparison out of them. And I'll explain to C- Stephen and uh, the audience at home. I love you guys. Uh, why I think it's considered out of control capitalism. No, I do. I, I was just trying to see the, the the segue you were trying to. I don't. I think that is a segue. Way. Okay. We'll talk about that. <laughs> Here's our two cents. Okay, so to explain a little bit of why I said uh, out-of-control capitalism, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So the reason I say that is because the prison system in America, in the United States, is uh, not exclusive to the government. So, no. for example, in Canada, it's exclusive to the government that that take charge of the prisons. Yeah, it's, it's completely public. <clears throat> right. However, uh, in the United States, because, and I think a lot of it was the war on drugs in the 80s, right? Prisons, yeah. Prisons yeah, so that's overwhelmed, right? a whole part to explore, I think. Um, sort of starting off with this, this topic in conversation, um, the, the war on drugs, and I believe it was Richard Nixon. Um, somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that it's Richard Nixon that initiated that. Um, they started to, to incarcerate. Check? What's that? You want me to check? Yeah, you can check. Check yeah. while I'm talking. Keep talking. They started to incarcerate uh, 
many people based on non-lethal and drug charges that there's a whole other topic i mean just non-lethal and and passive uh charges on drugs um and so what that did is it obviously made the the crime rate skyrocket because they changed the definition of what crime is right but it also brought the incarceration rate up obviously that goes hand in hand right no matter what kind of prison system you have if your crime rate goes up incarceration rate incarceration (laughs) (laughs) incarceration incarceration rates should go up too too yeah they're in correlation for sure um but the important one thing that i highlighted there is that if they if one goes if crime rate goes up yeah they're in correlation that's important Mm -hmm. that's the important part we'll touch back up back on that in a little bit um so what happened was they oversaturated the amount of prisons they had right so they they only had a certain amount of prisons and with the crime rate skyrocketing it just made it so that they were filling them way too quickly and they ran out of room Mm um i mean that in and of itself i think there's they should have took a step back and be like why are there so many people in prison right now um but no i mean any what any logical person person would do is they just uh hired private contractors to build prisons and paid them. Right. And um, that was sarcasm, by the way. <clears throat> right. Was it? <laughs> no, for sure. And and like you said, and by the way, yes, it was Richard It was Richard Nixon. Nixon. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So spot on. Damn right. Spot on, baby. I know my shit, dude. I'd say. Or Google does. Yeah. Google knows my shit. Yeah. Google. Google knows me. Yeah. Yeah. Um. One thing with that was now with the private sector coming into the prison business, um, the more prisoners they would incarcerate, mm-hmm. uh, the more money they, they would get. Yeah. So obviously that brings up a pretty obvious problem right off the get-go. Mm-hmm. As you're, you might have... I mean, the thing is too, like it's a pretty blatant problem. I'm sure any sane person would realize where the problem is there. That's the scary part because when we watch that video, yeah, um, which we should probably reference somewhere, like just to uh, for educational purposes. I'll pull it up. We should uh, advise the audience. What it's the a great listen. Is. It's a great listen. It opened my eyes yeah. uh, a lot. And it's it's happening right in front of us. And it's uh, it's quite scary. Mm-hmm. To be quite honest. It's uh, why the U.S. prison system is the worst in the developed world by second thought on YouTube. Right. And basically, he explains that, well, everything, first of all, but especially the private sectors and how crooked they are. Yeah. And then, listen, in America, you know how they were saying, like, defund the police and, and things like that? Yeah. For me, personally, I don't think you should defund the police. I think we should fund them more, Mm -hmm. but for educational purposes. So, for example, I think think as a police officer, um, it should be a requisite that you're taking crisis management courses, perhaps some some counseling therapy uh, classes as Mm -hmm. well, so that you're able to maneuver very difficult... Uh, yeah. situations and you're able to de-escalate situations and understand with, people with empathy right yeah and not tyranny that's true yeah. right like it's not 
you know, my knee and your neck and you're going to you're going to do what I because say. that's I mean, it's which also, I mean, listen, there's a place for physical intervention. Yeah, there needs to be. Right. I'm not I'm not going to say there's no place for physical mm-hmm. intervention. However, there's definitely a much bigger place for um, empathy. Yes. And a different approach than to a physical intervention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So and, you know, a lot of them, I think. Should take similar courses to, to, you know, a social worker would. I'm not saying take the whole damn program. No. But uh, it sh- there should be classes integrated. It should be educated that. and understand both sides of it and you know, not just the one yeah. side. It's not, oh, you got you got grade 12 English? Come be a that's, cop, that's baby. That's what I was going to say, too. <laughs> Come on down. Uh, that's what I was going to say, too. Is it, uh, do we know if it's more, I feel like it is more difficult in Canada to become a cop than in the States. Um. I'm not entirely sure. I know the process in Canada is quite complicated. There's yes a lot no. to it. Yes and no. Because I know our local uh, police, uh, sometimes there's times where they, they hire uh, police officers with no background. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Or with no education, things like that. Okay. But so I know th- with, for example, like OPP mm-hmm. or RCMP, now that is in a which long OPP process. Too, that's a long process. It is. OPP2 is uh, OPP also is uh, <laughs> not the second OPP. You know, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Um, is uh, some in, in most places other than where we are is the regional police. Right. Of those areas. Yeah, yeah totally. Pretty true. much all of Canada. Like, for example, like for, a lot of up north. Yeah. They're regional police. Mm-hmm. Is the OPP, but even Absolutely. I mean, even not so, like up north. When you say that, yeah, because I guess everywhere is north of where the south, south of Ontario. Oh yeah, I guess I should specify. Uh, yeah. But uh, it's like even out west too, like Manitoba, Alberta. Right. They don't have local police. It's okay. all OPP. Cool, I didn't know that. Or or actually, not. It's not OPP. That's wrong. But <laughs> is OPP their is Ontario provincial right. police? But is their it's the RCMP version, or is their, their region version? Yeah, right. Is their province's version of the OPP? Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Cool. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Because the RCMP, I mean, there's another thing with the OPP where it's way more difficult. It's really stringent to getting in, right. getting into the RCMP. Which I feel like it should be. Absolutely. You know, I don't think it should be one of those career paths where it's like, come on in. We'll take anyone. No, no. It's a very demanding job. Oh, yeah. Uh, emo- mentally, physically. Emotionally, mentally, physically. Not everyone verbally. can handle that. Verbally, everything. Yeah. Not everyone is fit for that. No, 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 no. Um, I wouldn't stand a chance in hell being a cop. No. Um, however, with that being said, I mean, listen, we've got, there's a lot of uh, crooked cops in America. Mm-hmm. And when you've got a private sector of prisons um, that depend on having as much prisoners as possible to make money, mm-hmm. then you've got all these tyrannical cops running around. Some, it's, it's a some big problem. Police, some police officers have a quota. This is getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, but they have a quota that they need to fill for every time that they're on patrol. Right. They need to give out a certain amount of tickets or arrest a certain amount of people. Which that's just like insane to me. That doesn't make any sense. Because it's like every day is different. How can, you, like, how can you base the amount of work somebody's doing on that? Like that's like right. if, if uh, being in – I'm trying to find a real-world example on my side – um, that's like, yeah. So 
doing work in computers and computer programming. Mm-hmm. That's like going to work and they pay you based on how many problems you solve. Right. Which would just be ridiculous. Because a lot of days it's just one problem that I'm trying to solve. Right. And it's a really big problem and it's the same. It's mo- way more difficult than 10 little ones. So to me, it seems like we got away from cops keeping community safe. And now it's more, not that they're not keeping the community no, safe, yeah. but I think that should be the ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. But now we're, in America anyways, they're heading towards meeting quotas, which mm-hmm. just doesn't make sense. No. I mean, y- you should encourage, I don't know, it's just a mixed message, you know? You want to encourage people to, to, um, to do the better choice. Yeah, and you want to encourage and then, safety and safer right. communities. But then you get you get an integration of quotas as a cop. So it's like, you know, now you've got a guy, you know, let's say going, I don't know, a little bit over the speed limit, he gets pulled over mm-hmm. just because he needs to meet a quota. Yeah. It wasn't really, you know, yeah, it yeah, gets yeah. tricky, yeah. I find. It does. Not that I'm making any great examples here. No, I know, I know what you mean. It, it, I know what you it's mean. hard to Something explain, that, but it's just... It's, I it's, mean, it makes things uh, not the same um i can't think of the proper word for that but it makes things not very even level for everyone so let's say like you're driving down the same road one time and i mean there's a point in um giving the police a certain judgment that they can make Mm -hmm. uh, like a law that they should roughly be following Mm -hmm. there's a point there right but there's also a point that of being strict with it and saying, okay, this is the speed limit. Like internally, I'm not saying publicly, right. but internally they say, okay, the speed limit here is 80 kilometers an hour. We allow up to 85. Anything above 85 will always Markham. get a ticket. Right. But that's not always the case. Like some cops are more lenient on some things, right? Sure. And so there's, Absolutely. and that, but that doesn't just, I'm not just talking about like the speed limit. It translates to a bunch of things. Oh I, yeah. So Absolutely. there's a lot of, I would say every law, right? It's, I mean, it's become, it's, it's with anything, especially when you give somebody that much power. Uh, and unfortunately some people have the power, uh, what's the word? Like a big power, a power trip. Yeah. And, having, I, and listen, I feel like when you, when all of a sudden you have all this power in your hand, mm-hmm. I feel like you should be a very level-headed person. Yeah. I feel like you should be very educated. Yeah. Very informed. Yeah. Because that's not a decision to be taken lightly Mm-mm. at all. People's lives are on the line, including yeah. their own. Including their own. Absolutely. So it's like there's no place whatsoever to fuck around. No. In my opinion. No. So I get I get that you can train someone to be a cop. Mm-hmm. But it takes a hell of a lot more than that, I would say. Yeah. Than to just train someone to because be a cop. Because it's not like it's like training someone to do line work. It's not right. It's not always the same thing every single day. No, it's, exactly. It's always completely different. So it's going to be different each <clears throat> and every single day. So hitting the quotas, um, going back to the prison um system, um hitting the quotas obviously is not something that will make the soci- society better as a whole. A main thing that that focuses on is padding the rich's pockets. Right. Um, which is another thing, making them private. So they get mm-hmm. paid and they have to, they they are mandated to keep a certain amount of people in the prisons at any given time. Right. Um, which which is, is one thing in itself. Like that's just, <laughs> yeah. Mind blown. And it's, 
it's just giving them reason, giving, letting the letting them come up with reasons as to why they're keeping them in, there, mm-hmm. um, which doesn't make any sense. But it's also, it's also the way that, just the way that it's working. I'm trying to figure out how to tie this in, but when I'm talking about the prison system and how the lower lines of poverty, like it's really bad in there, but the the worst part is I can't think figure out how to tie it. I'm trying to tie in the the poverty and the homeless people doing committing crimes to get into jail, but I can't figure out how to tie it in. It doesn't really matter. But um, well, I think we'll be able to touch on that a little later. Okay. Like when when for example, like when people get out of jail, they're so unsocialized they have no idea where to start. That's it. Yeah. Overwhelmed completely. Yeah. They're so not accepted by society. That's in the way they that can't the system... get a job at all. No, they can't. So then they're forced back to go into relapse mm-hmm. to wherever their previous lifestyle was, mm-hmm. whether it was alcoholic, drug addict, or just being homeless and being sober, whatever it is. You're not going to fit in. Your mental health's going to go mm-hmm. gonzos. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, a lot, a lot of, uh, well, we read, I think it was over over 60% uh, get. Re- yeah, reintroduced into the system afterwards. Into jail, right. And some, a, And a lot of them do it on purpose. Yeah. Because it's like. Oh, absolutely. Got nowhere to go. No, exactly. So, um, But it's also, so the way the prison system works fundamentally um in the United States is that it makes it so bad. And I think Canada's partial to some of this too. Um, and then we'll get to the Scandinavian and the European, some of the European countries later. But the way that it works in North America, I would say mostly, is that they try to make prison as bad as it can be so somebody doesn't want to return. Right. They, they, uh, they use fear. Yeah. Yeah. To scare them into not wanting, like be beyond scared straight, like the show. Right. Yeah trying to to straighten them out and to make them change their minds on how they want to live their life by scaring them which if there's somebody that's really bad how will that work it's not going to no because they're not scared exactly i would say first of all they're not scared no i'd say listen i mean why like you said we're going to touch on uh, the scandinavian countries so I'll, i'll brush on that later what i was about to say but the United States have uh, has some of the worst. Are you finding a good, yeah, I'm good, I'm comfortable good. spot? You're good? You're settled? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. All right. uh, <laughs> um, the, uh, the rates yeah. of incarceration. Mm-hmm. I want to, first of all, because. So, yeah, on a, I mean, on a, I, I'll just preface what you're saying. So, on a fundamental level, the crime rates in okay. the states are going down significantly, are down. Right. At the at an all-time low. But the incarceration rates are? Are at the highest they've ever are been. Are at an all-time high. And we so were talking about... That's what we said earlier. Right. Earlier, we were talking about the correlation between yeah. the two. So when, and now, when, they're going opposite ways. When crime rate goes up, incarceration so rate should go there? up. When crime rate goes down, incarceration right. rate should go down. You, you would think. Crime rates go down. There's less crime. And nope. <laughs> In the United States, that is not a reality, no. simply put. There's around, I think, 2.2 million uh, citizens in the prison system right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. And there's about 10 million plus uh, waiting, whether it's they're on trial, uh, whether they're awaiting sentence, whatever it is. But mm-hmm. there's 10 million plus. That are starting the process or right. ending the process on either right. side. Which is insane. Or on parole. Or on not parole. actually in the prisons. Right. Uh, and I think in the video... So 
That's yeah. a hell of a lot of people. I and, mean, no, no, 10, and, 10 million. Keep going. Yeah. So another thing is America's prison population takes up for 22% of the entire world prison population. Yeah. Just just the United States, 22% mm-hmm. of the entire world prison population. That's crazy. And they have the worst I'm gonna Google incarceration rates out of all the countries. Amen? Yeah. Out of China. Out of Russia. Yeah. Out of North Korea. Out of Russia and USSR. Out of, right. USSR, exactly, when and Stalin was in power. So man. that's the crazy that, thing. Like, so it's, Isn't that mind-blowing? It's more eye-opening? It is. It's more... They're, they're incarcerating more people under the quote-unquote free freedom and everybody's free and there's there's so many rights for everyone. Mm-hmm. Everybody has rights and on everything, right? Right. And in countries like China and USSR and communist regimes and dictatorships, mm-hmm. there's less crime, less people incarcerated. Right. They don't... The people that don't have the same rights that we do, they can incarcerate someone for whatever the hell they want to. Right. They, they don't need a reason. They make up a reason on the spot yeah. and that's it. And there's less in people in jail yeah. per capita. Right. Like I said yesterday, you know, after talking about this, I won't be surprised if we disappear. So, <laughs> if, if we, we disappear, disappear. <laughs> this is why. <laughs> um, no, but it, it's, yeah, it's uh, it's absolutely uh, eye-opening and, and honestly, it was quite shocking when I was when I was making these realizations, you know, and we're not okay. done yet. I just found it. So the U S uh, population in 2020 was estimated at 331 million, mm-hmm. which is 4.25% of the total world population. Mm-hmm. And they're 20% of the 22, yeah. 22% of the amount of people that are incarcerated in the world. Yep. So they're less than 5% of the world's population, but almost a quarter of the whole world's, that doesn't. So just let that sink in. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna give a moment for the folks <laughs> at home. Sit I'm back. Gonna sit back. I'm gonna stare at the camera. <laughs> for those of you watching on YouTube, let that sink in. That's wild. Yeah, absolutely crazy. insane. Absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. It is. So, talking about um, the per capita of incarceration rates. Um, Another big problem um, is, so when you're in prison, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you've seen this. I've seen this because I've traveled in the States a lot. Uh, not really throughout the States, but I mean on the on the Eastern side of the States. Um, and there are, they, they basically, obviously prison, uh, prisoners, I couldn't think of the name what you call somebody in prison. <laughs> Obviously, prisoners do labor. Um, so a lot of times, it's labor that's inside the actual jail prison itself, right? Right. They, Laundry, they clean clothes, clean, yeah. jan- janitorial. Yeah, things yeah exactly. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, another thing that they do, and especially in California, which is one of the most striking things, is that with all of the wildfires that happen out there, pretty right. much every year, um, they basically make them f- be firefighters. Yeah, they they make them fight the fires. Yeah. And um, put their lives on the line. Now, yeah, it's not yeah. only fighting fires. I mean, listen, one of the realities is when you fight fires, your life's on the line. Mm-hmm. And uh, continue, because I think I know where you're heading. And yeah, so so 
it's just extremely dangerous to begin with. Absolutely. Uh, now, in California, I say luckily, but it's not really luckily. They are paid. Guess how much? $2 a day. Right. Or if it's maybe something that's extremely dangerous for them, that really endangers their lives, $2 an hour, which is, oh. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're making money. Right. And also, prisoners have a minimum wage that they earn. Yeah. 12 cents. Yeah. And some states aren't even obligated no. to, to pay. No, to pay that. So, But 12 cents so, an hour. It's like, so they're forced to work, right? Yeah, they're forced to work. They don't have the option to, like everybody else does in the world. Realistically, people have the option to work. Mm-hmm. They're forced to. They're forced to do dangerous jobs that they... When they get out of prison, they're not able to be a firefighter. No. Because of the criminal record. Right. Anyways. Damn. So Way to integrate to him back into society, <laughs> folks. This is the job. And then doing. and then society will be like oh, serves him well. He's a criminal. He's lazy. <laughs> Holy. Wow. What a way to think. Wow. God bless. Um, uh, yeah. So they they're forced to do that dangerous work and they're paid next to nothing. To put their lives on the line. To put their lives on the line. And, and to keep us safe. That's literally like the definition, especially doing it for free, that's the definition of slavery. Yeah, modern day slavery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's what that video was, was talking about. And and I don't know, I think stuff. it might be because about, because the, uh, just the negative light on criminals, obviously if they're bad people, there's going to be a negative light on them, right? That's that's a given. And mm-hmm. that's not going to be, no matter where you are, I think no matter how the prison system is, there's always going to be that. But it's, yeah, what was I going to say with that? It's, it's just, it's, it's not talked about. Right. It's not talked about that they're forced to work in it's, it's slave, slave labor. Right. And for example, like with all this COVID-19 stuff, uh, they were forced into labor to prepare yeah. things, uh, all they're the sanitization things. Pretty masks, I'm sure. Right. Um, so and companies use them too, right? Like companies use the, big, the free labor. Yeah. To, the free labor. Right. Like so the big companies, the like big McDonald's yeah, yeah. and IBM and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which is, I mean, that in itself just makes me angry because yeah. they know what they're doing and they're, it's so cheap. It's just like giving, It's we both have a problem with producing stuff in China. Right. Uh, it's the same thing. Yeah, that's why I was very disappointed when, when Elon Musk had integrated himself into China. Yeah. I mean, listen, I know money is money. Money talks. Money talks over anything else in the world. Th- that's the thing. And that's what I meant in the introduction is out of control capitalism. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm going to be honest. Like I enjoy capitalism mm-hmm. when it's not out of control. It is, uh, uh, you know, if it's done perfectly, I think it is one of the best. Yes. Uh, one of the most efficient systems. You systems. Can yeah. And it obviously needs to be mixed with other systems. Like there yeah. needs to be a sprinkle of socialism. There needs yeah, to be yeah, yeah. sprinkles of other stuff. Absolutely. I mean, but we live in Canada, right? We're yeah. A rather socialist country. Yeah. Um, but, but so it's, a, a, any system in extreme, yeah, right? Again, it's is bad. Yeah, right. We've talked about this already. Out mm-hmm. of control capitalism is bad. Out of control socialism is bad. Is bad. Doesn't exactly. matter what the system is. Exactly. If there's no balance to it, it's over. Mm-hmm. Chaos ensues. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think we're seeing it here. Absolutely. These companies are. They're gonna. They're just gonna keep growing. Yeah. Off of this whole entire system and that's, so that's happening right in front of our bare eyes yeah yeah and it's kind of like everyone's it's kind of like a universal sight. truth it's like everyone's like yep mm-hmm. yeah it's happening it's just yeah, yeah it's just, just one of those just things the way it is ah, they're criminals yeah and yeah. then they'll and then you hear a lot of the same people being like 
oh, Europe is so cool. And, and so, yeah. And so progressive. That's, yeah, that's it. We're <laughs> well, not let's saying look that into Europe. Like, criminals are, are the bad guys, right? Because they're not, I mean, no. We're not saying the criminals are good guys. We're saying that they are, they're not the best guys. The sure. <laughs> and and um, let, me, let me get a few things off my chest and out of the way. Mm-hmm. Premeditated murder. I think you deserve the death sentence. Mm-hmm. Which is something that you, when you plan a murder, mm-hmm. at, uh, right. and, and yeah. commit it. Premeditated. Yeah. Pedophilia. Mm-hmm. I, I just, yeah, I don't think you should exist. No. Like, I think the world is better off without that soul. Without, yeah. I think and so too. might be a harsh view of mine. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. But again, to me, they don't bring anything to this society. Um, waste of uh, taxpayers' money. Oh, and that's the thing. Yeah. Uh, so this is the part that I wanted to touch on too. Right, right, right. Well, you know, since we're talking about the prison system, private sectors, public sector, government run, who's all paying for this? Yeah. Everybody, Say it, Stephen. Take it away. Everybody that's paying the private companies, not just the companies that the government owns. Right, right. The companies that are privately owned, taxpayers pay, are paying them. Uh, they make a ton like of Rick money. Flair they make say. way too much, way more money off taxpaying and uh, the deals they have with mm-hmm. the governments to keep certain quotas and stuff like that. Right. Um, and the, mo- the extra money they make, they fuel into, this is where we're going to go missing. They fuel <laughs> into uh, <laughs> the... <Is it> <laughs> They fuel into the political system to then donate the money and fund politicians that share their values, Mm -hmm. which is making more money. Right. And that's why we see the same pattern, whether it's Democratic or Republican. The prison system has not changed. Mm -hmm. They're all crooks. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's stop pretending one's better than the other. They're all on the same page. Mm Mm-hmm. They just have different temperaments and, and different. Too, it's just, it's insane to me. Is why is, um, I just thought of this when you were saying that, why is physical and like that kind of crime? When you think of crime, you think of like a bad rough guy, right? Mm-hmm. Why is white collar crime not viewed the same way? Cause it's just as bad. Cause money talks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not, I wouldn't say everything in it is just as bad. It can, but the possibility of it going untouched because right. I mean like if somebody uh, defrauds the government by not paying the tax it doesn't affect the direct people right so that's why I'm saying it's not as bad in that sense mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, right no for sure but, but if it's something that a group of many people do that that are doing tax fraud right and they crash the economy like happened in 2008 Oh, that that's, was some hellacious fraud going on. That's just oh, as yeah. bad. Absolutely. I mean, it's me. It's you're not. It's like almost like mass murder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. Yeah. It's poverty. You're creating poverty. You're creating people that can't. And especially can't the, to the, eat. the crash or recession in 2008, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. Insanity. Mm-hmm. What what people went through. Yeah. Banks were closing, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. Little old banks closing down. Yeah. Anyone like, who was in. In business with that bang, done. Out of money. Dunzos. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Where it's like, for example, I think Canada, you're insured up to 250000 mm-hmm. No, it doesn't matter. You had a million dollar in a bank, buy. Yeah. All done. See ya. <laughs> Ciao, amigo. <laughs> and those guys got zero time in prison. Mm-hmm. Zero. 
because I'm sure there, Money was, talks. Some, there was some underground. For sure. Here. For sure. And, don't, and, don't, 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 you know, just, don't charge me for anything here. You got it. I'll give you, I'll give you, you understand. You understand. You understand, right? Yeah. I just put money in Steven's pocket, yeah. by the way, for our non-YouTube audience, which Couple you should million. probably check out our YouTube. Two Couple. guys, four cents. <laughs> um, <laughs> on YouTube. On YouTube. YouTube. Y-O-U-T-U-B-E dot com. That was a good job. Um, what, uh, okay, so what I was going to say is, for example, you know, um, in poverty, right, there's drug use, right, and drug deals, mm-hmm. and not just, it's not exclusive to poverty, but you'll see where I'm going with this. Yeah. And then, you know, that's a crime. They get thrown in jail, drug dealing, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But then when, and it's already proven that uh, privileged folks um, and people with a lot of money mm-hmm. are just as likely, if not more, to do the same behaviors, to do drugs, mm-hmm. to drug deal. But uh, they don't get incarcerated because the their dad or their mother, because we don't discriminate here at Two Guys, Four Cents. No. They make a lot of money mm-hmm. and they can pay off whoever the hell they want, that, including yeah. the judge, including the lawyers. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It get it gets it done, and then they never get in trouble. So no. it's like you know, and they never learn the lesson. No, they'll, they'll always be like that, right? Um, and it's not so much that they're learn they will learn the lesson in in prison. Um, they'll learn more of a lesson than a slap on the wrist and say, "Don't do that again." It's not even a slap on the wrist. It's like just a free, get out of jail free card. I mean, I would hope at least the parents that are paying for it are saying, "Don't do that again." But Perhaps. I'm sure that's not always the case, right? I don't even want to think of that. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah let's not. Let's not think about it too much. And so the other thing too, uh, when you were talking about, about doesn't matter who you are. So two people, one, unfortunately is they're two different races. Unfortunately, one is white. One is black. Mm-hmm. Um, the per- they're doing the same thing. They have the same background, did the same crime. The African-American is going into prison for, significantly longer than the Caucasian. Right. Which I mean that's the systemic racism that everybody's talking about. That's that's it right there. Like that's it. It doesn't get much more blatant than that. Um, Yeah. And I don't know if that's because of money, because of there's the corrupt people are inherently racist. It could there there could be something there. Yeah, it's I mean, listen, th- th- this could be a separate... Well, I think it should be a separate mm-hmm. episode of itself, but to... We'll to, need a lot of research uh, to be able to... Right, I, I definitely want to speak very precisely mm-hmm. uh, about a, an issue uh, such as that. Mm-hmm. But yes, like you said, but still, I it's mean, one of the biggest issues, like you said, the systemic racism. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not sure. Like, I'm, I, I'll have to do some reading. Mm-hmm. But... I know uh, from what you just said that they'll they get charged harsh harsher sentences than than uh, their uh, Caucasian their Caucasian uh, partners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so n- enough talking about the negative side of everything. Um, the negative, oh, this is horrible. This is bad. Let's give some solutions. Which it is. <laughs> it is bad. But let's give some solutions, right? Like you can't say something's bad and just end the podcast. Okay, this All right, is where guys, we're ending thank it. You so much. It's just bad. The end. No solutions. Don't no go change. To jail. Especially not in America. Incarceration rates are 635 people per 100,000. And to put things in perspective, Canada is 105 and Norway is 70, I think. So mm-hmm. so let's talk about the Scandinavian let's countries, baby. Let's talk about the Vikings. Countries, okay. specifically <laughs> Norway and Finland. 
which is what we did most of our research on uh, because there's a lot there's a lot there that just makes sense. There and is. Isn't it nice when it just makes sense? I love when things make sense. And you know what? In the 90s, Norway decided to take a calculated decision, you know, because they like to fix problems mm-hmm. in Norway. You know, when they see a problem, they try to find a solution, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Unlike the, the United States of America, the powerhouse of the world. So they're in Norway in the 90s. They were like, hmm, you know what? We think we can revamp our because prison system because because the rates of reincarceration was were rising extremely high, like sixty to seventy percent. Yeah, and uh, so you know that was screaming to take a different approach. Yeah, there's something wrong here. So they did take a different approach. Hallelujah! And it was the people. Wow. I mean, it's important to say that it was the people of the, the country. People, right? The people that fought for it, that fought for it, that stood up against it, and that made a change. So, listen. If you want to change that, that's how you do it, mm-hmm. right? And I mean, we've been seeing it with, with the with the protests, right? With, for example, the black lives matter. It doesn't need to be matter. violent. Doesn't need to be violent, right? And I'm sure a lot of people that were there, the people from what I gathered, the people that were being violent weren't there for the same reason as the people that truly cared about it. Right. Were there to peacefully protest. Right. And we talked about the difference. I think we talked about the difference between rioting and protesting, right? Yeah, I think so. So, very important thing to distinguish. But they, the, Norway's approach is they, they looked at jail to be more as of uh, rehabilitation, learning, um, being uh, trained in trades. Mm-hmm. Uh, really getting value out of it. Like yeah, changing. And, and really investing in them as a person. And that's it. You, you've got to look at the person as a whole. Because... Not all criminals are the same. Mm-hmm. And obviously, it, it it's much more than just... It's much more than just labeling... Let's say, like, for example, when I made the, discu- the, the difference between, like, let's say, premeditated murder. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think... If we were to have a prison system like Norway here, for yeah. example, like, premeditated murder, I still think there's no place for you. No, if you're planning to kill someone, take somebody else's life and you're okay with it, I feel like personally you should be... Right. They should take your life with the other life. But let's say like manslaughter, you know, or drug dealing or crimes like that. Doing drugs. Doing drugs. Hard drugs. Being a hard drug addict. Right. That's a whole other topic. Like I think, yeah, for sure. But I think there should be a a less of a of an approach of fear and torture, Mm -hmm. right? Because the prison system in America is torture. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just watch that video that we referenced, and you'll understand what we're talking about. Um, But again, it was more about therapy, rehabilitation, and building them up to have them be reintegrated in the society in an efficient way, and not just. Back in a system, you know, after to find their values, to find their meaning, right? For sure, because you got to think, some criminals, the life that they've had, that's all they've known. They that's, were born yeah. into that kind of life. They don't know anything else. The thing they that, don't know yeah. how important education no, is. No, exactly. They don't know how important social skills are. They don't know how important it is to regulate your behaviors. Some people are born into chaos, and they don't leave chaos ever. Mm-hmm. So that is all they know. You know, and I then, watched. Let's say, you know. Unfortunately, it happens. They commit a crime. Let's say they get five years. Mm-hmm. How that? What? 
are you it was, teaching it was someone? Tough. It was tough already before going to prison. Right. And what are you teaching someone when when you just put them behind the slammer mm-hmm. and you just let them rot? Yeah. What, what is that teaching mm-hmm. them? Give them barely nutritious you, food. Exactly. You're not teaching them anything. If anything, you're teaching them that life. To hate the system. Really? Yeah. To hate the system and to be resentful. Mm-hmm. And we talked about that. Uh, either a few episodes ago about resentment mm-hmm. and how powerful resentment is. Yeah. What do you want to do when you resent something? You want to destroy it. Yeah. You think he's going to get out of jail and just start being a proper uh, proper person in a society? No, yeah. No. Not at all. No. So that's why Norway took a different approach. And so um, something to touch on what you said a little bit there, uh, I watched – a documentary on Netflix on the notorious B.I.G. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his upbringing. And so in the, uh, it was mostly in the eighties um, and some of the nineties as well. Um, it was especially growing up in those poorer parts of New York city. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, I mean, so they were making, they gave examples of it. They could go to school and, and do that, or they could just, not do that and go on the street and make s- ridiculous amounts of money right. selling drugs. Right. And so like it, if you're growing up like that and that's all you have around you, you need influence. Right. Right. Like what, what influence will you get by doing that and then being put thrown into prison and belittled for five years and then right. being thrown back out? You'll be like, okay, well I'm going to, I know how to, I know this is really easy to do. So I'm going back to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'll just endure prison again for five years. Yeah. So, <clears throat> they call it restorative justice. That's their focus. Mm-hmm. And as mentioned, right, this was revamped in the 90s. And we said the the reincarcerated rate. Re- Reing, yeah, reincarceration rate. Yeah, reincarceration rates were at 60 to 70%. Mm-hmm. But in recent years, after, you know, this big switch... Uh, we're talking about uh, 20%. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Mm-hmm. And um, my source is uh, borgenproject.org. Mm-hmm. B-O-R-G-E-N project.org. And rather than focusing on punishment or mistreatment of its prisoners, again, the primary goal is to have the prisoners as a stable contributor to that community. Absolutely. And it's truly like a community. Yeah. It's still in an enclosed area. Yeah. But, for example, they have their own supermarket they can shop in. They have their own room that they can roam around in. They get a wage. They get a wage. For doing um, work. They right. don't just get it for free. Like, they do work, right. but it's... They can cook food yeah. that they want. Yeah. Right? It's all uh, everyday skill that, mm-hmm. they, that they're practicing. And another and thing, used too, to. is the correctional officers are trained in how to deal with like yes. um like the the well, difficult the correct- parts of it right how about also the correctional officers are trained to almost be counselors yeah to be oh yeah to have an empathetic approach yeah not compassionate but a, a, uh empathetic mm-hmm. and um i would love I mean, to if talk something a, also i would love to talk about the dis- the difference between compassion and empathy but that's for another time okay okay um but again an empathetic approach an understanding approach um and what were you gonna say? Yeah, I mean, they're they're also trained on if something goes wrong, which I'm sure there's sure, stuff that but goes that's wrong when too. physical intervention is necessary. Exactly. Sometimes that's why th- there is a place for physical intervention, mm-hmm. and I'm sure they have nonviolent intervention crisis. Yeah. Training. Oh yeah. Right. 
I which is uh, which anyone who doesn't know nonviolent crisis intervention is safely removing someone out of danger, whether it's them for themselves or for others around you. Mm-hmm. And, and that's it's, important. It's done very safely, and it's done with two people minimum. But with an adult, usually it's three to four. Yeah. Because I've learned, you know, I, I deal with that. Yeah. Um, well, it's important to say to save them from themselves too. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. If they're a danger to themselves exactly. or the people around exactly. them. Exactly. Um, and it also, which, you know, since we were talking about uh, capitalism and economy, uh, this prison system also benefits Norway's economy as mm-hmm. well. You got to think like, You know, like in, in these in these prisons, they have, for example, uh, classes that they, they they can attend. So that's hiring more teachers, mm-hmm. right? Stimulates the economy. Absolutely. Right. Let's say I'm sure that there would be, for example, cooking classes. They got to hire a chef, mm-hmm. right? And there's there's other so classes. Stimulates like there's, the economy. There's pretty. We we saw some examples in the in the video, and I read some too. Like, it's not just trades stuff like that. If somebody wants to learn real really scholarly skills like, mm-hmm. like like physics yeah everything yeah oh, yeah they can learn that too absolutely um, i know there are some facilities like some correctional facilities in the united states that do offer classes like that mm-hmm. um we didn't i didn't i just think well no i didn't really look into that as much but i know that is that that does happen sometimes right which is good which That's is great great yeah and let me read a uh, a quotation here from borgenproject.org or borgenproject.org. Okay, so among the prison population that was unemployed prior to being arrested, there was a 34% increase in this group partaking in job training courses and a 40% increase in employment rates. Uh, Lastly, Norway Prison Systems equips its prisoners with education-based knowledge and labor skills that have long-term benefits to its country's economy and also improves their personal lives. So, when you're exposing someone that's broken, you know, Mm -hmm. I would say criminals are broken Mm -hmm. people. When you're exposing broken people to what life truly can be, a spark can go off. You know, I'm not saying it's going to work for everyone. No, it won't. You know, there's still a 20% uh, 20 of people that get... Reincar- reincarnated. Re- Re- oh, <laughs> it's a tough word. No, I get confused between reincarnated. Yeah. And yeah. reincarceration. Uh, yeah, it's, it is. There's a difference there, but <laughs> oh yeah, well one is yeah. you know something that's good, and the other ones is you're going to jail. Yeah, exactly. So I get confused. <laughs> yeah. Um. And yeah, no, it's, it won't work for everyone. Um. But it's also the, the one thing I wanted to touch on too but, is sorry when you expose someone to that. A light's going to go off. Yeah. And it's going to make them want to be a productive uh, citizen. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'll continue. Absolutely. Um, one of the other things, too, which might be one of the last points that we touch on, mm-hmm. um, is that in the States, the way they get, it's really convoluted the way they get charged, how many, what, how the length of their sentences. Mm-hmm. Like some people can get two life sentences. Because a life yeah, sentence like, is, is only that? a certain like, amount of time. Like a life sentence is only 65 years. And if they're really young, they want them in there for exactly that. But they can get two life sentences plus 100 years. Yeah. Like stuff like that. It's like they're not going to be alive for 300 no. years. Relax. <laughs> like, 
but there's legal reasons for that. Yeah, and, sure. Uh, it, it's just really complicated. Right. And I don't want to. I'm going to do it injustice if I try to talk about it. Um, the Denmark. I believe it was Denmark or is it Finland that was only like maximum of 25 years they get. Um, do you remember? Well, I think Norway is 15. Okay. Max. So yeah, uh, being a max like that. And so we're not saying that um, somebody that has pre- premeditated murder or a real serious charge uh, should be getting away with that because they should be, there's, a, there's other things that can be done in that regard. But somebody that, messed up robbed the place and really changed and i think the it does the system is in place a little bit again a little bit in the states but it's overcrowded by all the negativity um if somebody does really good they can be released for parole sure there is some listen it's not all abyssal darkness but a big huge part of it is is just out of control capitalism and they're taking uh, too much of an advantage to it for sure and i think that's i mean the, the major important thing is just like being a cop is in black and white the length of a sentence and how much someone changes after they made that mistake mm-hmm. isn't linear right right like they could there could be one guy that robs a place and in a year a psychologist can understand that he's truly like he knows what happened and right he, he's, he's sincere and he wasn't in a good place and mm-hmm. and he is now right uh, but that's why you need people like psychologists or right. other people that are qualified to be able to d- to make those decisions. Sure. Um, and then there's another guy that robs it, and in in five ten years he gets released and does it again. Right. Because you just you just you can't get through. There's it. there's a lot of inconsistency. So it's not. I mean, we're oversimplifying everything. I don't sure. know if uh, like the law system and the low, uh, the the judge system is is that. It's way more complicated than we're we're thinking of it, but I'm just saying those are some things that we th- that I think, and those, that's our two cents on how that should be. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, so it's really it. yeah, that's it. Yeah, it was a really uh, we learned a whole lot in this pod in this uh, doing some research in this podcast. I, I have oh, done yeah. a little more research um, before a little while back on. The, some pri- the prison system in Norway mm-hmm. and in Denmark and it rang some bells when I d- when I just saw it again yeah oh I yeah I remember I had consulted it uh, a long time ago and and I was closed off to the idea when I had first seen it but it was really the the eye-opening for me was was really finding out uh, what's going on uh, in America with the prisons and mm-hmm. the private sectors and it's, it's just insane and I mean like private sectors in and itself it's just it's terrible news yeah. like for example like even in Canada with COVID-19, mm-hmm. um, the retirement homes, right? Yeah. So the private sector retirement yeah. homes, COVID's been everywhere in them. Yeah. But the government funded ones and regulated ones, pretty clean. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it gets you to think again, it yeah. gets you to ponder on that. Exactly. But uh, for tonight's episode, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you. We appreciate it each and every single time. Whenever it is you do watch this podcast, we appreciate it. Whether it's on YouTube, whether it's on Apple Music, whether it's on our Apple OG Podcasts. Anchor. What's that? Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, not music. <laughs> OG Anchor. I'm not music, making music yet, but I do have a few instruments at home, so who knows? Stay uh, tuned. But until then, that was our two cents, and uh, ciao, ciao. Talk to you guys later. Bye now. <laughs>